This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 4 of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thanks again for being here with me for another awesome episode of Civic View. That's right. I said awesome this time. I probably have said that before in the past, but I'm going to go with that one for a little while. Uh, Awesome. Heck with it. Awesome, fantastic, great, amazing. It's all of those things. And if you're here listening to it, I really appreciate that. And the city of Crestview in general really appreciates that. And I am rambling on already, and we are a minute in. So, uh, what is this episode about? So today I actually have, um, I'm going to say special guests because they're always special, but I do have, I have a guest who's very busy as everyone is around here, but I say that because he has a lot that he is over and responsible for um, and runs. And who is that? That is actually our public services director, um, Mr. Uh, Mike Criddle. Mike, is that okay? Can I call you Mike? That is, that's works. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, thanks for being here. Um, I and I And I mean that because I know... I know there's a ton of stuff going on. Well, thanks for having me. Glad to be here and glad to help out and uh, let citizens know what's going on. Yeah, I thought, you know, I was like, you know, I haven't I haven't had you on yet. And I thought it would be a really great idea to do that, kind of introduce the public to you, the man behind the streets, so to speak, in the in the water and that other stuff. Um, uh, so so uh, if you listen to the previous episode, you know, I had uh, Jace and Wayne on and we talked about some of the capital projects and stuff like that. And, and we're going to hit on some of the infrastructure that supports that stuff today uh, with Mike. But first, I wanted to give uh, Mike an opportunity to kind of just, uh, like I said, let everyone get to know him. And uh, he spent some time now getting to know Crestview. But I, I just kind of want to say, first and foremost, you know, why, why Crestview? Because he, you are, I mean, you're a transplant. So definitely a transplant. Uh, ben been all over the place. I've actually lived in in all the southeastern states, seven states, uh, with with job, moved around with job and in industry mostly. Worked in the private sector for many, many years for a, a Japanese automotive conglomerate and was fortunate enough, I, I will say fortunate enough because it was an interesting job. I traveled the world. I've literally been all over the world to uh, mostly, mostly in the Far East, uh, Asia, a lot of trips to India and Pakistan and places like that, and but tons and tons of trips, 22, I think, total to Japan and India, I've said India, China, um, Singapore, Korea, all the, all those areas over there. Been been pretty much all over the world. Spent a lot of time in Europe. They had divisions in Europe, too, a ton of time in Germany and England and all over that place. So I was, I've been fortunate enough I've, I've been able to, to see the world. So... A lot of people ask me, so where do you want to go now? And I said, home. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's, that sounds exhausting. I mean, That's what it, I was it is. I, I, <laughs> I literally traveled. It was it was a 10-year stretch where I did a lot of product liability for work for the company that I, I traveled 100,000 air miles a year for 10 straight years. And Holy that, smokes. That's that's a lot of miles in an airplane, a lot of yeah, time in an airplane. That it is. Really is. But, I mean, you also like to fly them, though. I do so. like to fly. It's a lot different <laughs> if you're flying, if you're sitting back in the passenger seat there beside somebody you don't know. So it's a whole lot there I, I do i do fly for fun I, i've been a pilot for a very long time and it, it's a lot of fun but no crestview crestview uh really hit our radar uh, both my sons live in pensacola uh, they they both lived there for for quite a while we spent 
a considerable amount of time in the in the panhandle because of them and you know you start going kayaking with them in black water and and you mm-hmm. you you start exploring some of the areas and it's like wow this is really nice around here yeah, it's and beautiful it is it really is and there's a lot to offer you know as far as we you know the stuff that we do the kayaking and boating and fishing and things like that that my family likes to and flying of course there's a lot of great flying days down here you know we we measure our weather in flying days at my house uh, the good vfr <laughs> vfr's visual flight rules for those yep. who are non-pilots but it, it you know vfr days are great and we have a lot of them yeah. here so that's really why we ended up in crestview and this this sort of just dovetailing with with what i've done career-wise in the last uh last 10 or 12 years as far as uh, the, you know, the public services aspect of it. And uh, we, uh, I've been here about a year, and this uh, already feels like home, so it's good. Good deal. I, I think that, um, you know, for the most part, I mean, some of that I think well, I'll call that as being a person that's from here and from the South, you know, some Southern values, so to speak, but the just being friendly and kind to other people uh, most of the time. We can be a bit much sometimes, I know. <laughs> so uh, if you want to argue with someone about Alabama or Auburn or FSU versus UF or one uh, of those you things. Had, but. You, had, you had to go there. <laughs> but <laughs> See, I, I grew up in Louisiana, so I'm a, I'm a big LSU okay, fan. Okay, that's and, all right. Tigers, you know. It, I, it was fun. It's been, But, you know, you, you're right, though. That is, that's a lot to do with it. When we came down here and met people, met people to, you know, even just looking around and housing and stuff like that, super nice. And it's it's very similar to what we, you know, well, I grew up with. Grew up in the New Orleans area, and it, this is – this is not, you know, terribly different as far as culture wise and, and, right. and the political views and things like that. So we're, you know, we're, we're conservative people and this is a, a great place to be. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I mean, if you, if you grew up in Louisiana, it's not that different from here. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the dialect's a little bit different, you know, but the <laughs> life on the water, on the rivers, on, in that type right. of ecosystem and that type of culture and family and stuff like that, it's, it's very similar. It My uh, step grandfather, uh, he, he was, um, Cajun and, and it, you know, it wasn't any different than, nope. Yeah. Lots of seafood and, you know, as long as you know how to make a good shrimp etouffee, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite things, sometimes my grandmother would change it up for Christmas dinner. And instead of making traditional Christmas dinner, we would have like, um, some kind of Cajun dish or something like that. And I'm not big on spicy food, but it was still, it was always really good. Um, cool. So, so that's a, I mean, it's a little bit of a, a bum rush through who, yep. who you are, Big um, time. but I mean, but your, your background is in, is it in engineering? Is that, or what, what's your education in? My education, I've got, I've got uh, multiple degrees. I, my first degree was actually in English. I majored in English okay. and it was, um, I, I it was, it's kind of funny because you, you go to college thinking about one thing. I actually majored in English. I minored in engineering, which is well, a that's odd, weird. odd combination. It's a very <laughs> yeah. odd combination. But it, it was one of those things where I really needed to get out of school because of some personal issues. I had to get out of school. It's like time to go. And English was the easiest thing. My mother my mother was an English teacher. So, okay. um, so you'd grown up in a house full of literature and everything Yeah, else. so that – and people say, why are you taking that class? Well, because it's really easy. It's an easy A, yeah. you know. So that's what it turned out to be. And so I did that, and then I went back to school later and got an MBA from the University of North Carolina, okay, so, Chapel Hill, right. and then an MPA the, in public administration from okay. Troy. Okay, so this – so I mean this – so your education is very related to what you do. All very right. much so. Okay. And, I, and I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the engineering side of it. I enjoy but i also enjoy the people side of it. this is what what i do is is as much about people as it is about engineering yeah sure absolutely i mean that i mean for a lot of us right i mean when you choose to be a civil servant it's literally in the name of the job right right and, and i anyone who listens to this knows i take that seriously and I, you know and i and do I, too and i i think that's important you know because 
for instance, I know this is funny. It's a little bit of side aside, but I people I when I tell people about all the projects that I'm doing and all the things that I have going on, and they're like, "Wait, but you work for government?" And I'm like, "Yep." And they're like, "So, but why? You know, why are you working seventy hours a week? And why are you? You know?" And I'm right. just like, "Because I'm working for a government that wants to change, right? That right. that is ready to make the place where I live as awesome as it." as it can be and to serve its citizens at the level that it should be serving its citizens. And so I always, I just wanted to say that I just take that very seriously. And I, I think that's a big part of what I do as well, because when I, when I came in here and, and I, I, I can say, I love Crestview. I love what we're doing. I got, a, I've got a great staff. I, and I mean that sincerely. I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it, but I've got, a, I've got a great group of people I work with. They do a really good job. Our issue right now is the fact that Everything they do is based on what I'll call tribal knowledge. Hmm. Everything and there's very, there was when I first started. There's very little that's written down. They're not proceduralized, and that's what we've been working on for the last year: is proceduralizing, documenting, making sure that that everything that we do, we we need a system. The guys have done a tremendous job up to this point with what they've got. But my background in industry was very much in in quality assurance and product liability, which is all systems and process-based. Right. And, and I, t- I tell my guys all the time, everything you do or everything you should be doing is a process. It's got to be a process, and we've got to be able to document that so that we can hand that down. You know, part of this is, is you know, part of the strategic planning for the future and, and secession planning for, you know, the next generation of workers that will come here to serve the citizens of Crestview to make sure there's not a drop-off. There's not a, oh, well, you know, so-and-so remembers where that, where that line, that water line or that sewer line is. But if we don't have that documented, then that information gets lost when that person retires. Yeah, so absolutely. we're in a good spot now to, to capture this information and memorialize this and document this for future generations. Because, you know, none of us will be here forever. We like to think we are, but you know, at some point we, I hope we all get to retire. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I mean, we, we don't want to, and, and again, I don't, I don't want to get lost in the weeds on it, but we don't want, if someone does come and work for us, we want this to be a great place to work and we don't want someone to be frustrated because they don't understand what they're supposed to be doing or they don't understand how they're supposed to be doing it. You know, like if we can have those procedures in place of some things I need to be working on personally here within well, my it, division as well. It, it a little is, better, it's but. the hows and the whys of things when you come in, well, how do I go about getting this accomplished? Well, that's, you know, procedure. So, so this is how we do it. And, and you know, and I, and I they guys, well, what if, what if the I said, procedures are meant to be changed? This, yeah, exactly. When, living when, you, when you have that foundation, then you can then go, well, I found a better way to do it and it can save us some money and it'll work better. You know, then you make that adjustment and you, you try it out. Right. Because the rest of the time you're just swinging in the dark all the time right exactly now and you get lucky and hit something right (laughs) we don't we certainly don't want to be doing that but that and that's one of the things that that i the big takeaway for me from working with the japanese company as long as i did was that they are very much into continuous improvements there are very few things in life that you get just big step improvements and changes that normally they come through incremental small improvements over time that people come up with and and if you engage and that's what I, i tell my folks i don't want you i don't want you from the neck down you know, I, and I know you know what that means. Mm-hmm. For the listeners, out, I, I, I mean that metaphorically in that I don't want their their bodies out there doing what they're doing. I want their minds engaged in this so they can they feel free to come tell me, hey, this is how we can improve this process or this this how we interact with the public. Sure, yeah, and that and that functions very well with some of the internal culture stuff. I'm not going to get too lost in that that we've been teaching lately, like making decisions at the lowest competent level and some of those other yep. things. Um, which is just great stuff that the leadership's been doing here and, and we've been trying to spread, you know, throughout our organization. And and that's just part of the culture shift that you're, you're seeing in Crestview and experiencing in Crestview. Now, um, so 
to that, let, let's talk about that some. So I, I know you got a list over there. We were talking about it some before we got started, and, and I mentioned it in the top end. Uh, but the, um, the you know, we, uh, as a matter of fact, right down the street from me, they're, they're doing some repaving um, because that's part of some of the projects you guys have going on right now. I, I know there's some other stuff you want to talk about. So There are. We, we have a lot of, we have a tremendous amount of construction going on right now, most of it that affects a lot of people, the largest group of people, our listeners today, will be the, the road projects. Obviously, the P.J. Adams project is, is the biggest one we've got currently moving, although there's some repaving projects going on all over town. Hopefully those are, uh, I'll call those daily inconveniences. Sure, the, minimal you know, impact, yeah. Yeah, the minimal impact. We you know, we, we divert people around and what have you, and even the one, even the, the stuff that uh, Florida DOT is doing on 85, the repaving one, they've done a pretty good job of doing most of that work at night. There's been a little bit of overlap in the morning, when there's been some issues that we've we've helped them through a few things on that because we are partners with them. sure we're not we're not directly involved no. but we are certainly a right. partner we, we with support them in, for sure in fixing you know whatever they you know because there's water lines that are they're torn up what have you we have to go out and fix and before the you know before the crowd start in the morning but yeah the the PJ Adams project probably the biggest project I'll, there's been a lot of frustration ex- expressed to me about that I get that I really do. Um, I travel that road every day to check on things and look at things, but that's that's also our biggest our biggest source of our uh, our labor going there because of the the utility relocations. We got a ton of utility. Whenever whenever you widen and move roads around, you're invariably going to have to move water and sewer lines, and and we try to do that with the least amount of impact to the citizens. You know, because that is that is something that we all of my group takes extremely seriously. And you know, when you supply drinking water. To a group of people, that is the one of the most important things you can provide yeah. them. Yeah, well, and we we simplify it by calling it drinking water, but the reality of it is, is for the average person, it's their everything water. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly that's exactly right. You know, so, I mean, some water. people have separate wells that they do some stuff with, but but for pretty much everybody in the city, that's the that is the water that, source that for tap, everything. Yeah, and you th- you think about okay, can I go without water for an hour? Yeah, probably for a couple hours. Yeah, but for a couple of days, no. Well, I mean, I've been in hurricanes where we went on boil water notices and didn't have water pressure for a week and it's right. it's miserable <laughs> it's not fun <laughs> it's a miserable thing so and that's that's our that's our our biggest source of of frustration and work and i know that everybody is that too you know frustrated as well because we do have to go out there a lot of this stuff again is, is not maybe documented as well as it should be where it's located and they go out there and they start working on the road and they tear something up and we have to go out there and do some repairs and, and you know the emergency type stuff daytime or nighttime we try to minimize that as best we can sure yeah but sometimes they're, they're just unavoidable and, and I, I I really ask the listening audience for just patience as we work through this I, I really think that the projects that are going on right now the PJM's project and the East-West Connector and, and everything that's coming associated with these bypass roads is going to really improve the, the traffic situation here. But the other thing that's important to remember, and I, I do want to, and I remind my guys of this every day, is that the reason we're having these issues is are positive. You know, this is these are good things. These are these are growth-related issues that you need. You know, that was one of the reasons why we chose this area because of the growth. You know, you don't want to go to an area where population is declining and people are getting out, there's got to be a reason. There's also got to be a reason people are coming here, and I think there are reasons for that. Just like I mentioned earlier, you know, the accessibility to a lot of things, it's it's a, it's just a great location. It really is. And I, But I, I do remind people that the reason for the for all this construction is because of growth of the city. Yeah, right. And, and 
We understand that some of it could have been done a while ago. We get that. But we can't. We can't. We don't have time machines. And I promise you, yeah. if I had a time machine going back and making sure you didn't have to sit in traffic, wouldn't be the first thing I'd be doing. <laughs> no, it would not be. Exactly. Agree. <laughs> no offense. But, Agreed. you know. No, like, <laughs> I'm taking. I get it. But know, yeah, exactly. But so what we're doing, we, I promise you, we're we're making the decisions now that um are, are, are serving our, our citizens, but also they will serve future as well right Absolutely. and that's one and, of the and, important and not only the stuff you can see because the, the roads are probably the easiest one to pick on because i mean they're this is so obvious but we're doing some master planning there for water and sewer development that hopefully that will again impact us generations from now that they'll say oh my gosh this was a good plan to have this sewer extended out here because that's something that uh, it becomes more and more vital as we as we all strive for better cleaner rivers lakes you know all the waterways you know I, I, again I, like i said earlier I, kayaking and fishing were two of my favorite things to do on the yeah, earth I grew up on the river yeah we did too we all did and and it, it's awesome to be able to do that in clean water you know and i think that as we move towards uh, improving our sanitary sewer system and our wastewater treatment plant which is going under under a large uh, upgrade right now these things are just they're they're improving and they're they're very visible. You don't see them, but that's things that are incrementally improving our environment. Yeah, and I, I, I'm going to say this, and and it may make some people upset, but because uh, I've been guilty of it myself. But turning on that tap and having clean, fresh water it, uh, isn't just as simple as oh, well, there's water to my house. There's an entire infrastructure that makes that happen. There's an entire the lift stations and, and the processes that that keep that water clean and safe the and then there's the whole sewer side of it you know you flush your toilet and it goes away as long as nothing's wrong in your house you don't think twice about it but then it goes into an entire system and you've got storm water like i i've learned so much about all that stuff you know once i've got a job here at the city and and part of my job is to educate people on that kind of stuff and i probably don't do it as well as i should but i think you do pretty well but the beauty of it is is that in this country is that you don't think about it i'll share a little segue um I, if, if i get short on time you can just give me the signal and i'll shut up but uh i checked into a hotel in uh, in delhi india um uh, several many years ago and the lady at the day and this, this was not this is not a motel six this is no offense to motel six this is my, my motel six this is a hyatt and it's a gated beautiful six-story structure and the nice lady at the desk reaches under she says oh hello mr criddle nice to, nice to meet you welcome again and she hands me a case of dasani water <laughs> wrapped up in the plastic and i said oh uh okay hey and i said i'm not Okay, and I said, "What's this for?" And she goes, "Okay." Well, she said, "If there's water here in the hotel," and I said, "Excuse me." And she said, "If there's water, don't get it in your eyes. Don't, don't wash your face Sorry. with it, and whatever you do, don't drink it." And I said, "Oh." She said, "If you're taking a shower, make sure you just do you wash from the neck down in the shower. If you want to take a shower, you probably better get up very early and do it because we run out of water usually about eleven or twelve o'clock." I was like, "Oh," and she wasn't kidding, and so it. And it's the same way in a lot of these countries you go to. Bangladesh was like that, Thailand and places. And, you know, we take it so for granted here, and it's not. It, it's one of those things that takes a lot of effort and a lot of resources to get, like you say, that infrastructure in place. But that's what we're doing. We're planning for the future here so we don't end up like 
you know, cases of designing water off yeah. across hotel desks. Nobody wants that. No. Or a Flint, Michigan situation. Or yes, exactly. <laughs> any, know? any of the above. So, but then that, that, you know, that, that brings me to a, another good point about when, when my guys are out there when, and I, I call my guys cause they, they are my, my folks. So I have a very good group of people when they're out there working, we set up MOT, the, the maintenance of traffic, the, the, the people out there directing the traffic and moving people around here. Take a deep breath and remember these guys want to go home to their families too and, and you know, slow down through the construction zones and, and pay attention to the flagmen, you know, put, put the phones down and what have you because what they're doing is, is very important for the safety of the workers here. And we want everybody to go home in one piece, and I think everybody listening today does too, but it's just a reminder to, hey, give them, you know, give them a little space if you can. Give them as much space as you can and, and help them out. Yeah, and, and again, I, I will just patience in general. You yeah. know, whether it's with the flagman himself or whether it's just patience with the projects that we have going on or if we do have a utility interruption because someone breaks a water main and it wasn't us, but we're going to fix it as soon as we can. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and we, we'll get that information out to you as fast as we can. Sometimes you may not feel like it's fast enough, but we want to make sure it's accurate, right? And when we tell you something, we want to make sure that's the right thing that we're telling you and that we're accurate when we tell you that and those types of things. So, um, in any of those situations, you know, whether it's going to be, Hey, we're going to have a road closed or, Hey, we're going to, you know, you get to boil your water for a couple of days, you know, all those situations that that's, that's something we do as a whole unit. And, and you guys are very valuable to that, to me. And I, I just want to say, I, I appreciate you guys and all no, of y'all and what no, you're do. welcome. And, we, and I know it's a partnership. I, turn the water on that it's because y'all are working hard you know like because i live in the city and it, yeah. and so it it matters to me um so i just want to say thanks and i appreciate that too i think I'll, I'll pass it on to the guys because I, I don't i tell people all the time what you do and i said well not much i said i'll make sure they get their stuff done and we coordinate and and but uh, as far as actual work i said they they take care of the work and it, it is work it's a lot of work to do what they do when you start digging down and connecting you know connecting and moving 12 inch water lines and things like that yeah, and pictures that i i had no idea shocking yeah and i but i was it i can't remember if it was Vinny that sent me that or brandon but the one of them sent me a photo and it was it was a valve or some change i mean they're down in this hole and it's it's massive, you know. And if you just looked at a picture and there wasn't three guys down in there working on it, you you would have no idea the scale of it. But right. when there's three grown men who I know who are, and I'm a large human being, and they are as large as I am or bigger, and they they look like sticks down there next to these water pipes. You we, know, we had a we had a Holy recent smokes. recent incident on on State Route 85 there, right in front of Starbucks. That these company didn't locate and they ended up breaking our water line driving a sign right through the middle of a, of a 12 inch water line they had to go down there and they couldn't get one of the valves to turn off exactly because you know stuff's in the ground we do you know we operate valves when, when we need to but sometimes they you know don't completely close so uh, one of our workers uh, nick was in the in the hole and he's chest deep literally in water getting this done and but you know he got it done and that's the thing and it, not my guys always get it done and that, that's what and I, I do hats off to those guys because they do a tr tremendous, oh, tremendous job i mean i talk about how hard i work but listen i'm not i went by one time i was coming i think i was coming back from the golf course maybe i can't remember uh in the early stages of the golf course towards open or anything so i wasn't no i wasn't out there having fun i was doing work but <laughs> i was coming back no, i get that <laughs> i was coming back yeah right i was coming back through and um and it was right at five o'clock on a Friday and a main to like McDonald's on highway 90 had busted. Oh, yeah. And there you, there were 
it was just like an anthill of our guys out there chopping, cutting a hole in the highway. And the, the unfortunate part was, was I didn't have the foresight to go stop, pull out my cell phone, take some pictures of that. So we would have it. I re- I'm very disappointed in myself for that one. But I, but I, you know, it, it was just, it was really crazy to see and really cool. And I turned to Jessica cause she was with me at the time. And I was like, okay, it's a Friday. Yeah, they they work like four tens or four twelves, and they're not always at work on Friday. It's right. five o'clock in the afternoon, and all of these guys are here, and they are all crushing it. And that's the thing that is, has impressed me very much about the group I have is that their ability to work together and their willingness to work together. And not you know, street department, stormwater department, the water department, the sewer department, you know, all those different divisions. I should say, not department. We're all public services department, and the different divisions that work together very very well, and they've got each other's back always. Always, there's a lot of, there's a lot of genuine teamwork and, and real close camaraderie. These guys have known each other for a long time, and they finish each other's sentences. I mean, they yeah. they work that close together. They know what comes next, and that's a very valuable resource for the for the citizens because stuff gets done and completed and back in service much sooner when you've got the whole group. Because we're a small group. I mean, yeah. we we're less than you know the whole group is less than fifty people for the entire group, including the wastewater treatment plant. So that's a very small group for a city this size. Uh, we we continue to grow and try to increase our our you know workforce, but it's a, that's a, a slow process. Yeah, as well. it is a slow process, and some of those positions require certifications and other things like that. And and so it's a yeah, I do not. Some people know my wife is the does human resources for the city among many other things, and I do not envy her. Whatsoever. It's it's a, it's a tough work. It's a tough <laughs> environment to now for a lot stuff. of reasons because a lot of the the jobs we have require CDL, you know, but to to drive the big vac trucks and the dump trucks and all the different things we have to drive on the on the streets and so that you know, the problem is the CDL is extremely valuable now for over the road truckers mm-hmm. and there's yeah. and when you go go down the street go down the interstate and there's billboards there for. Uh, different trucking companies giving five thousand dollars sign on bonus. I, I almost pass out when it says like, "No, <laughs> no, don't take my people." But the good thing is that a lot of those, to my guys, are, the jobs are not quite as appealing because those are not come home every night. Right. Jobs. I was gonna say there's some there's some trade offs to like yes. like for me, right? Could I go do this in the private sector and make? Yeah. Yes. The answer is yes, but I don't get to be a part of the future of Crestview. And and I I'm genuinely mean that when I say it. And I also am not five minutes from my house. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I'm gonna have to go to to the down south. Yeah. Not down south. The south end of the county. South you know, part of the county, the, right? 30, you know, 30A area or what? Or that's then I'm gonna have to go down to one of those places or Pensacola or Panama City. You know, exactly. to do this really professionally for a, a private organization. So, um, so I'm grateful for the opportunity and to and to get to go home. Exactly. That's a hey, that's, that's a big draw. <laughs> Very so, big draw. So it's you know, um, but yeah, I, I don't. We're real close to being out of time uh, here. Um, we. Just time that I, perfect. So, is I there want, anything else you want to mention? I just want to mention one more thing. If there's if there's after hours issues, we we can't be everywhere all the time. The, the city is, is large geographically. Again, small workforce. If there are issues we need to know about, let us know. There's a couple of phone numbers on the website under the public services tab. You can see those numbers for during the day stuff. If it's at night, call dispatch. That number uh, is 682-2132. 
call them, let them know. They'll let us know we have some a pretty good network to let. But again, people assume that we know things that we may not. So sure. if you see something, and it's it's so trite and colloquial, you see something, say something. But but for but real, it, but it is yeah for real. <laughs> if, if you if you see something, it looks a little unusual. You know, if you got if you got water coming out of a manhole somewhere or something, let us know what's going on. Yeah, if we there's can water spraying out, out in the middle of the highway, we need to know about we that. Even if it's on a Sunday at two o'clock in the morning, doesn't make any difference. <laughs> we we need to know what's going on there because we have people on call twenty four seven three sixty five. And that was it. It's eight five zero six eight two two one three two. Correct. Okay. Good deal. Very good. Um. Okay. Uh. I mean, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Um. Uh, Mike, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I was absolutely convinced you were going to say Thailand earlier when you were talking about the place with no water, but India. It's that makes sense too. Yeah, buddy. Um, I have a whole serious. other podcast episode we could talk about a we water can. rights uh, <laughs> PBS thing I watched a decade ago that blew my mind what yes. people do to their citizens with their water. So yes. I, again, I just really appreciate Shocking. everything. Well, thank you. you. Thanks do. for having us. Um, uh, thank you to all of our listeners. If you make it this far every episode, I really appreciate it. I really do. I, and when I say that, I, I mean thank you for engaging with us civically. Obviously, uh, thank you to WAZ WJSB for getting these out on the radio on Saturday mornings at seven a.m. Um, and I'm going to say this because I say it every episode. So those of you that tune out, that's fine. But, you know, local government has the most impact on you. I promise, I promise, I promise. And I'm going to promise you every single one of these that I do. So pay attention to what's going on. Come to our public meetings. Reach out to us, PIO at cityofchristy.org. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. The only way we can do these process improvements sometimes is to find out what we're doing wrong and if you got a better idea we might not use it but we'd love to hear it you can share it with us that's right and uh, that's going to do it on this one thanks Crestview thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View you can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify Pandora Amazon Audible Podbean iHeartRadio and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7am on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM our music is recorded produced and performed by Scott Holmes and you can find us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.